From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 209 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. I am excited to talk about common traits of the enlightened mind, successful people who've gotten to a better place in their lives, and what's really common about all of these different people. I mean, I've spent years looking into people and how they got to a better place. I read a lot of self-help books. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of my mentors, well, regularly, every single day, and I've noticed over a long period of time, they all share the same traits. They all share the same disciplines. They all share the same mindset. So I want to give you these this you know these many years of research that I've been doing. And I want to give you all of these traits all in this half an hour podcast episode. So this is a must listen. Before I dive in though, I do want to say that I'm so grateful that I... I receive your comments and your questions every single day of how the podcast has been influencing you and impacting your life. And I get the craziest stuff. The, I mean, the most meaningful stuff I've read from you guys is how you listen to the podcast, even when you're struggling with severe anxiety, you start to implement the strategies and you start to feel better and your life changes. And then you'll message me and say how much your life changed because of the show. And I'm just overwhelmed by that. So I am really grateful. If you haven't sent me in any any of those comments, or if you have any questions, or if you want to share your story, please send those in. You can go to unpluganxiety.com under contact. You can ask me or send me anything, but you can leave your comments on the YouTube channel and I'll read them. And I'm so grateful for that. I do want to go over some of your comments. I get a comment like this every day. And the first one I want to share is from Wendy. She says, my anxiety and panic attacks got so much better after I removed people and sadly family as well. God bless you, Brad. You are wonderful. Well, God bless you, Wendy. And what a sacrifice Wendy here has made, sacrificing those toxic relationships. And then, you know, at the end of that painful sacrifice, she's getting this reward that is just unbelievable that the reward that she thought she she could never have gotten and um awesome wendy that is so cool joy says oh brad thank you for another brilliant video i watched it three times to get every bit of wisdom i could out of it you want to help people well you are definitely helping me it is true you have to look at what trauma happened in the past to help resolve the dreadful anxiety. Absolutely, Joy. I have never heard it explained so clearly and with so much empathy. Bless you. Well, bless you, Joy. Um, thank you for that. And yeah, you have to revisit whatever's hiding under the rug in order to move forward because 
well, you've already discovered this joy. You're, you're just, you were holding on to a lot of, a lot of, you were holding on to the past and you have to let go so that you're able to move forward and heal. I mean, those painful past experiences, those are like balls and chains attached to you. And imagine going through so much trauma that you end up with an anxiety disorder like me, right? And that's what happens all the time. And so thank you for your awesome comments and keep sending them my way. I want to read them. I really, 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 really do. So now let's get into today's episode. And I'm talking about successful people like Wim Hof, Tony Robbins, David Goggins, Eckhart Tolle, Ed Milet, these people that have pushed through such uh, trauma and hardships in their lives and got to a successful, enlightened place mentally and physically. I mean, what are these people, what are they giving up? to have the success that they have. Now, if you're not familiar with these people, that's okay. But these people all embody that person who came from uh, a low point, a struggle. They came from struggle and they got to a place that they never thought they could get to. So really, what's what are they doing? Let's unpeel this onion. Well, peel back the layers of this onion. Is that That's what I meant to say. So what are the common traits? What are the common habits between these people so that you can have that success in your life? First, it's useful to feel inadequate when you read or you listen to these successful people. That's natural because the higher the ideal, the harsher the judge. When I come across someone who's unbelievably successful, I can't help but feel like I could do so much more with my life. And I love that because these people bring about the best in you. Their light shines so bright that you can't help but notice the inadequacies that bubble up to the surface. So subjecting yourself to great people moves you outside of your comfort zone And that's where new information lurks, outside of your current understanding. So let's get into the first trait. The first trait of these successful people is that they step out into what's uncomfortable every day, all the time. They understand that the mind will always go to comfort and that leads to weakness. By doing things that are uncomfortable, you discover new sides of yourself you never expected. Then you see a different side of yourself in the mirror. Someone who is capable. A health anxiety sufferer has limiting beliefs over themselves and over their overall health. But here's the thing. When they continuously expose themselves to discomfort, whether it's going to a shopping mall that makes their symptoms show up or cold showers or exercise where they have to face 
those strange, unpleasant body aches and pains. And when they push through all of that, they realize they won't die. Even when these symptoms show up. And that's what's so cool is that the brain starts to make new associations when they are confronting those uncomfortable situations and they don't run away. They don't distract themselves with external means. They face it and they ride the wave of pain until it subsides. And the more you do that, the more you're practicing a different way of being At the same time, your brain is making new associations that, hey, even though this situation is causing me to feel uncomfortable, it's causing a lot of body sensations. My head is dizzy. My heart is racing super fast. I feel nauseous. All of this stuff. I can feel all of this and it's not happening. It's something I can tolerate. And that's huge. I mean, you look into the mirror and you finally see someone who is capable rather than someone who is dependent. And so the brain starts to think, hey, I can be in this situation and I can overcome it. So you gain a lot more self-respect, more courage, and the mind will also lessen its reaction to future strange body symptoms the more you become comfortable with being uncomfortable. So these successful people, and when I say successful, what I mean to define that, I mean living in a place, in a world of less anxiety, living with courage, self-respect and happiness and more neutral in their emotions of living very healthy. That's what I mean. These people understand that if they give in to that internal voice that tells them not to run or not to meditate or not to go in the cold water, then that voice gets the upper hand. These people understand that if they give in to that voice that tells them not to do something, then that voice gets the upper hand. That circuit wins. Then it can snowball from there. And here's the thing. The more comfort grows, the less tolerant you become to the challenges life will inevitably throw your way. Also, When you expose yourself voluntarily to uncomfortable situations, you activate motivational circuits rather than fear circuits. And so you make these habits a part of who you are, then you become a stronger person over time. Now, Ed Milet, who I greatly admire, if you don't know who he is, he's a famous life coach. He's an author. He has a great podcast. And he has a book called The Power of One More. 
And the idea behind this book is that if you continuously step outside of your box of comfort, one step at a time, or in other words, you make a 1% improvement every single day, in a year from now, you will be a completely different person. So when you're at the gym and you have a set of 10 reps, do 11 today. Or how about you are overcoming an addiction? How about you be sober for one more day? Just one more day. So I love his, I love this idea of setting the bar just the right amount of height so that you can attain it. And if you keep setting the bar one rung higher each and every day, you're going to be so damn high up that ladder that you're going to look down and be like, wow, look at the guy I was or girl I was a year ago. I'm a totally different person now. These people also understand that you have to work on yourself first before anything in your external world, like relationships and what you attract, changes. Change your internal state first before you change anything external. Another trait that these people have is minimalism. This is huge. Reducing the amount of materialistic goods and sacrificing the pursuit of fame and fortune is what brings so much meaning into their lives. It's more so a battle of you and your own self that brings that meaning about. The things that build upon your health and bravery, that brings the quality of your life up another rung. To go to bed with a clear conscience is worth more than anything in the world. This book that I absolutely love called Essentialism by Greg McCowan talks about the pursuit of less and that adds more quality to your life. The more things that stack up in your life, the more stress you accumulate. There's too much to grapple with at this point. Too much info means more brain power to deal with the things around you. More obstacles that you have to fight your way through means more negative emotion. So reduce the obstacles and more space opens up around you. Now, think of a messy room. What's your goal here when you walk into the room? Well, to get to the sock drawer to find a pair of socks, right? Seems simple enough, but not exactly because you have to now walk through a mess, kick things out of the way, jump over stuff. And when things get in the way of your goal, the goal of getting to the sock drawer, then negative emotion will occur. Now, if your life, if your house is always a mess, that negative emotion will be your normal. So you might even say, well, I don't feel negative emotion in my house. But 
that's because that negative emotion has been your normal for a long time. So clean up the room, clean up your house, and then see how you feel. You will then notice a difference. But back to the messy room metaphor. You walk through the room, you're stepping over stuff, you're kicking kicking stuff out of the way, negative emotion, negative emotion, just to get to the sock drawer, but then you open the sock drawer, and then the pair of socks that you want you can't really find the socks aren't even organized it's a total mess in there and so now more negative emotion more negative emotion just for a simple goal just to achieve a simple goal of finding that pair of socks so clean up the room and the brain starts to relax everything is in its right place I don't need to use so much brain power to put on a pair of pants, to find a pair of socks, to find a belt. That's all there. I only have one one belt. I only have a few pairs of pants. It's, it's easy. You start to pay attention to the small things around you when you start to minimalize your life. Rather than your needs, and what's going to satisfy you right here and right now. Being consumed in materialistic goods means to be fully in the ego. But these items, your job, is are they who you truly are? Is there no sacred space in your life? Something that is fully yours that nobody can take away and so the next trait I want to conclude with is these successful people they understand that there is no finish line because really finish line is walking hand in hand in the sunset living in comfort but why would you want to live in comfort I see it all the time people who graduate from university, they achieve this big goal, but then a new problem arises. And the problem is, what do I do now? And believe me, that problem will come when you retire because when people become bored, they get into destructive habits that facilitate unhappiness, that increases depression And comfort really is staying in what's familiar, but the brain loves chaos. So voluntarily confronting chaos periodically is what's necessary for proper human development, for stimulation. And what I mean by that is reading new books, traveling to new places, meeting new people, starting a business, taking up a new hobby, living with the ABC mindset, which means always be curious, you are able to gather new information continuously and incorporate that and build upon who you used to be, like I was talking about earlier, with expanding yourself and journeying out into areas that are unfamiliar to you, and you discover new aspects of the world, and new aspects of your own mind that you never knew existed. But if you stay 
in comfort, then where's the growth? How do you get to the next level of health or of physical health, mental health? How do you get there if you are just staying with what's familiar? Lastly, I want to talk about the term Kaizen. This is coined by the Chinese and it means constant never-ending improvement. Constant never-ending improvement. Always go out into the unknown. Incorporate the information that you've gained from that unknown and bring it back into culture and share it amongst the community. Share it with your loved ones because you've been elevated from this new information. Now share it with others so that they are elevated. And this is what progresses the world into a healthier and more enlightened state is that new information. That's what makes us stronger as people. If we're always in comfort, then comfort is what shrinks our world. The monsters outside will always be there. They will always be there. And unconsciously, if you are living in comfort, you know in the back of your mind that you could be doing more, that your health is being compromised, and your body screams that out to you. Your body fears feels irritable because you're not getting enough exercise. You are replaying the past over and over and over again in your mind's eye because you're not confronting the traumas back there. You're not healing from them. And so life is all about confronting that unknown regularly. And I hope that this podcast has resonated with you. Who are your mentors? Leave your comments below. Some of my mentors are David Goggins, like I've said earlier, Wim Hof, Russell Brand, uh, Dr. Peterson, uh, Dalai Lama, the list goes on and on. And I hope that things have clicked for you in this episode, because certainly over time, the more I've been reading, the more I've recognized that all these self-help books out there they all have something in common. And that was my goal of this episode is to talk about that commonality. And that's where I'm going to leave you today on this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Remember to rise above anxiety. I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.